0: Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Jingle balls to the wall, gentlemen. Listen up. It's time to gear up and give yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawn Mower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, so why not do the same below? The Perfect Package also comes with a pair of Manscaped Boxer Briefs and the Crop Reviver Toner, which will keep your junk feeling fresh. Give yourself the gift of below the belt grooming this holiday season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Again, that's promo code BIGHEADS for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Clean up below the belt this holiday season and make Santa proud by going to manscaped.com today. Welcome to the Serie A Show.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another review episode of the City Ash Show. It is only myself and Nima today taking the reins. Chloe is out ill, so Chloe, I hope you feel better. Um, But, Nima, so the person who tweeted us that we don't talk about Lazio enough, well, (laughs) these past two episodes, I hope you're ready because today. Uh, Other than Inter-Roma and a little bit of Napoli, maybe sprinkle a little bit of Milan in there for their victory as well. Uh, This is all Lazio, and listen, the match that was between your team Inter and mine-Roma did not come even come close to this display, because this match was, whoa. Uh, That had a little bit of everything, Uh, it had a sending off, you had a safe penalty, but in the end, we have to say one of the most impressive performances that we've seen from any team this season in the Serie A from Lazio, yeah,
2: for without a doubt, uh, for sure. I mean, Luis Alberto has, is in my opinion, been not only Lazio's best player, but he he's been one of the top three play best player, top three performers in the Serie A consistently from the start of the season. Um, he what his his he plays as a this he's this classic number 10 trequartista role and he's behind everything that lazio does and he's really enjoying his football he's simply phenomenal right now um, and you saw that against uh, Laz- uh, against juventus as well when he gets an inch of space and time he can pinpoint pass 40 50 yards with millimeter precision and 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 and, and i mean the entire action from uh, the entire move from his cross Milinkovic Savic's technique when taking the ball down with one foot and finishing with the other, that goal is just art. I mean, that is one of the most beautiful goals. And it was reminded me a lot of Barry Camp, uh, the, the you know, the goal against uh, Argentina in the World Cup 98, uh, when he, you know, when he gets a long ball from I think it's De Boer, uh, and and like that, like in one action, make two or three, two, three things. Just one movement, one touch of the ball, you do, you, you do two or three different things. <clears throat> uh, it, was, it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Milinkovic-Savic, is, we all know, is great. But Luis Alberto, wow, what a player. Top assist man now in the Serie yeah, A with 11 as well. Absolutely phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I thought Milinkovic-Savic for me was one who really stood out. And another one who stood out, listen, Immobile, he got the penalty save. I actually thought he played well, though. Do you agree with that? He played really well. He played really well. I thought he was great. I mean, a missed penalties.
2: Anyone, Maradona missed a penalty. So what? Doesn't make him a like. You know what I mean? So many who hasn't missed a penalty. Every single player has ever ha, played has has missed a penalty. That that doesn't mean anything. Um, doesn't take away anything from his performance overall. It doesn't take away anything from his po- overall performance this season. He's been simply phenomenal. Um, and that that assist that pass he gave to Correa before the penalty. That was just. That was delicious. I mean, that was beautiful. No, Immobile is really having the season of his of his of his career.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, and, and another one, who, uh, another guy who I thought had another good performance. And in our season preview episode, I said that he could be one of the most from a price from a value standpoint. He could be one of the most. Um, or, or it could be one of the better purchases of the summer. I thought Lazio on the right was re- was really really good. I Absolutely. thought, yeah, I thought Juve had problems all over the pitch, and I guess that's where we can shift to now. Um, we'll we'll come back to Lazio, Obviously, we can talk way more about them. But for me, I mean, this this match really really highlighted some of the some of the flaws that perhaps could be inflicted upon Juve. In the Champions League by other big teams in the city. Uh, I mean, for you, what was it from a weakness standpoint that really stood out to you for them? I mean, for me, I couldn't believe just how overrun and overmatched their midfield looked. They looked like they were uh, nowhere near the level of Lazio's. I thought Lazio, where they won that match, was in the midfield. I thought they were so far superior. In the middle of the pitch over Juve, I, I thought it was not even close.
2: Couldn't agree more. I think that's where they won it. That's where they um, th- that's where they dominated possession, and that's where they dominated, dictated the tempo of the game. Um, Lucas Leiva was phenomenal yet it again, was. Uh, and uh, was able to give uh, to, to to dictate the tempo in the way that so that so that La- so that Juventus so that La- La- Lazio always came up. In 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 situations that favored them as opposed to Juventus, I felt Juventus. You know they're gonna laugh. You know they've been making fun of Kedira, but I thought Kedira would have been was the kind of type of player that they needed to have in that game. Um, but uh, uh, but 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 as you said, Lazio were. I'm just I'm just so blown away by how well they played and coming back from a goal down. Um, and and to to play in the way they did, and to be honest with you, you know when, when Leonardo Bonucci complains about the referee after the game, saying all the decisions went against them, I, f- I find that so incredibly in- dishonest because it's the referee decisions didn't go against Juve. The correct decisions were made. Um, it is, that is a red card. Uh, said, uh, uh, because it's a clear goal scoring opportunity that cuadrado stops lazio if anything should complain that they didn't get a get a penalty uh because because god knows what irati was doing uh on in var not not doing anything but being a this video assistant referee um so no i i i, I want I really want to you know we 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 criticize the referees when they get it wrong but i think fabri and calvarese were were world-class this past weekend. They were two top, top, tough games, uh, difficult situations, and they got it right. They really did. Uh, with Fabri, he was unlucky to have uh, Irati as VAR. Uh, otherwise, he would have had a perfect game. No, I, I, I'm really impressed with what they did. The yeah,
1: I, I, I thought the refereeing display was one of the last things that should be of note for that match. Um, I mean, really, if you take away Shezny, uh, um I think that could have been. I, I thought four, the scoreline even it could have been worse. Yeah, I, I almost think to an extent it was a bit flattering to Juve. Yeah, mm,
2: I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, if it wasn't for Chesney, that could have ended four or five one. But it was it was the perfect performance by Inzaghi. It's like when his football works, uh, that's how it looks like. Um, and I and let's be honest, none of us thought uh, that Juve that Lazio were, were going to be able to muster that up against Juve, given that. <clears throat> uh you've uh, you know didn't weren't gonna play in midweek. Uh or they are gonna play in midweek but they've already won the group and it doesn't really matter. So we thought that you know we all thought that they were gonna that, that, that they were gonna struggle. But um but no, uh, today was you know, the the game the game was absolutely fantastic from Lazio's point of view and, and Simone Inzaghi might have just I think that if that was an audition he he got the part uh for bigger and better things.
1: Mm great point so the interesting thing is that even with a draw between inter and roma uh the nerazzurri they actually gained ground on juve which you really wouldn't have thought so let's talk about that one very briefly zero zero um for me i thought from a Roma perspective, uh, I thought that's a golden point, in my opinion. Uh, you really knew coming into that, you didn't have Paulo Lopez. Edin Dzeko, we thought, we, we didn't think he would play at all. And if he was going to play, he would get 10, maybe 15 minutes, if that. If that. Um, Roma, they really didn't get much on goal. The only opportunity that really stands out to me was a bouncing ball that Zaniolo got mm-hmm. all wrong. Um but beyond that, um, I thought just in terms of on par, I thought it was fairly even. I don't think one side looked better than the other. Um, for me, I actually thought it was sort of a, a boring display. But I, I don't know. What do you think?
2: I mean, for me, I have to say this is this was in my opinion Antonio Conte's absolute best best game in charge of Inter in terms of tactically reading an opponent and neutralizing them. Because you know how much respect I have for Roma and Roma's way of attacking. And Inter completely neutralized them with a midfield with Borja Valero and Vassil Vecino and Brozovic. That is in and of itself a, a, an absolute brilliant achievement. Because Roma with Diavara and Verre know anyway, I, I thought they were going to completely run over Inter and but Borja Valero and 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 the tactical disposition in how Conte had them on the pitch, they just neutralized Roma. Roma didn't create anything except for for that Zaniolo chance and 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 pressured Roma into making a lot of mistakes, uh, and and created so many chances which ended up going the other way that you know Inter fans were disappointed they didn't win. Going into this game, I would have taken a draw any day of the week given the situation. And as I told and as I told you before I think I said on the pod here and also when we spoke privately over you know Paulo Lopez not playing that game and Mirante replacing him doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a it's a that it weakens Roma if it's just over one game over an entire season for sure and Mirante showed he was the man of the match in my opinion I thought he pulled out one magical save after another um so no I, I think this is a draw that both teams can be happy with. Uh, but 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 uh, I'm really impressed with what Conte did.
1: You know, for this one, you have to highlight above all the absences because I, <laughs> you could easily make yeah. the case that five of the seven best players who should have been on the pitch, yeah. there were three, four, five of them not present. Yeah. So
2: yeah, no, for, and for both teams, let's be honest, uh, both teams were lacking really good players. Uh, Inter's mid- midfield was completely depleted. Uh, Borja Valero is not a starter in, in Conte's, in the Conte football team. Um, so, so that just kind of tells you everything you need to know, although he did, I gotta say his, uh, Borja Valero, I mean, when we talk about attitude and we talk about having the right attitude as a player, Borja Valero was simply fantastic. I mean, he looked like he was struggling, um, and he should be because he's not the kind of midfielder that should play in a, in a in a in a Conte style in in a Conte team but but it just goes to show how much you know when you apply yourself and and we have a professional attitude. How how far that goes? I thought he was, re, you know, big shout out to Borja for for doing that. But but no, as you said, this is um, at least four, seven players in both teams that 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 would have started this game didn't because of injury, uh, and that that kind of sets the quality. But but Conte for me, I mean, I. I I am really impressed because I you, you know how much I respect this Roma team and Fonseca Fonseca and the football that Roma play. I I did, I was really impressed with with what how Conte managed to
1: to completely neutralize Roma. I didn't see that coming at all. So after does this match day change your perspective at all from whether it's Inter's ability or chances of winning the Scudetto? Or do you see Juve perhaps more vulnerable than they did before? If we're just putting this this match day alone in a vacuum, are you drawing any sort of long-term conclusions for the rest of the season from it? Or do you think it was a one-off? How are you viewing this one?
2: I mean, as you said, put it in a vacuum. But the thing is, you can't put it in a vacuum. You have to look at the entire season. And I think I just don't see it happening because, you know, Inter have uh, Fiorentina... Napoli and Atalanta left uh, before the midway season, before everyone has played everyone. And, you know, sure, it's a, it's important to to get these points uh, now, uh, but I still think it's still Juventus' title to lose. I mean, Juventus are, you know, losing. They, they, they were bound to lose at some point. This was the first match they lost. I don't see, you know, let's not create dramas. Uh, I mean, to, to me, it's, it's the same thing. Let's be serious. It's the same thing with this notion that, there was a poll out. I think I can't remember who put it out saying, you know, will Lazio? Uh...
1: I was just about to bring this up. I'm glad you did.
2: <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, you know, Lazio will will Lazio uh, be a Scudetto contender? And it's like, let's be let's be serious, okay? With all due respect to Lazio they 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 are not scudetto, scudetto contenders they really aren't they are definitely contenders to finish in the top 4 and and if they do i think they almost a little bit uh, they might have overperformed a little bit if they finish top top 3 that's that's a massive achievement uh, and most people that you know have, have a sober attitude to this will, will will say that i understand when you beat juventus the, the comprehensively the way that lazio did then you know you get you know your your mind flies away, but there is no way on earth. It's just it's silly that Lazio will overtake both you and Inter. It's just not going to happen.
1: Well, I, I guess we could discuss one thing though because I I, I agree. I I think this is a two horse race. Um, I, I you know that's nothing against Lazio. I just think Inter Juve they just have a, a a level that I think is above the rest. But I think it is worth highlighting at least that. The overall level of quality in the league this season seems to be infinitely higher. Because what did we complain about in the past? We always thought it was Juve, then you had two or three teams just a notch below them, and they were significantly better than the rest of the field. So really, from places five to uh, go right to the relegation zone, there was a huge drop-off. We're not seeing that this season, yeah? I mean, that's at least one thing we could agree on, that the overall level and the quality we're seeing on the pitch, I, you know, this season, I, I, I can't remember. I would have to go back and look at the previous table, so anything I say may you know may, may be incorrect. But I think just in terms of the last five to seven years, this is at least one of the most competitive City that we've seen in some time.
2: Absolutely. I think, uh, I think you're spot on there. Uh, this is one of the better, uh, but but I think the trend has been pointing to this for quite some time now, uh, and and now we're fine. And now now it's actually manifesting itself. Uh, you can see that uh, that there are more teams that are that are good, more teams that are capable of of delivering higher uh, higher quality, and uh, and it's and and this is like looking at the entire league. You, you can say that the level has been raised. The quality of football is much better. Um, no, I, th- I think you're absolutely right, uh, and, I, and I'm, and I'm going to say it, Roma. Um, for if, if Roma have two good, two more good mercatos like the one they had this summer, they can seriously be, be Scudetto contenders next season. I honestly think so. I think the puzzle, the pieces are there, and, 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 and that's only good for the league. If you have two or three teams that, that are of a high quality that can go far in the Champions League and start contending for titles and stuff, that, that's only good for Italian football.
1: Well, let's talk very briefly about one team who we thought would be challenging for the Scudetto and is not. And that's <laughs> and that's, uh, that's Napoli. So, not a good result again. Drawing to Udinese, who, in my opinion, just in terms of overall quality in the roster, I, I actually think they are one of the worst in all of the Serie A. They have not been good at all this season. They are one of the lowest scoring sides in the entire league. So, I, I thought... Napoli would have no problems with them. Um, But again, they have problems in attack. Uh, Now it's a mess because it looks like Ancelotti. We don't know what's going to happen, but there's rumors that uh, Napoli are lining up uh, Gattuso to potentially replace Ancelotti. I can't make any sense of this situation because they have every bit of the keys, the quality, the manager in place to be successful I can't figure this situation out for the life of me. Um, and as much as we gave Milan a hard time in the beginning of the season, Napoli now in the table are only one point ahead of Milan, which to yeah. me is just insane when you compare the level of quality and the class, when you compare them to each other. I think it's criminal, their place in the table.
2: Yeah, and, and, and we know the reason for this. It, it is De Laurentiis. He's completely... You know, when you have a volatile owner who who explodes in the wrong place, it doesn't take a lot for the whole building to come down. Uh, and that's what's happened here. It's not Ancelotti. You can't, you, you know, he's completely destabilized this Napoli, and it will take them quite some time to, to recover from this. But I do think that this, you know, the Champions League game, if they if they were able if they are able to you know to win and maybe win the group which I think they can do that I mean winning winning the group that group without losing a game is really impressive uh, and and I think that will give them a boost uh, but we but will have to see if they can do that um, and if they lot if they do maybe you know over the Christmas period th- then there's more funds to be invested uh, we'll see what happens but but I do think that um, it, 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 this is I, I I put I put all the blame here at the feet of De Laurentiis. There was no need for him to 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 completely destroy his own his his coach the 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 credibility of a coach like Ancelotti by calling a retiro over his head. There was no need to call that retiro to begin with. It's just you know this guy you know he she some some things you should not get involved in and he has gotten involved. And and and, he, and, he, and 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 that he's not, you know, and it's this is to the detriment of Napoli.
1: I mean, do you think this is something that can be solved by a transfer market? Because th- this doesn't seem like a quality issue. This seems like an attitude. This seems like an emotional. This seems like a lack of leadership issue in several facets of the club. On the pitch, perhaps with Ancelotti, obviously De Laurentiis is a huge problem for this. So where do you go from here, though? Because do you really think Attuzo is the man to get them out of this? Because I don't.
2: Nah well well to be fair Gatuzo is because Gatuzo has a different style though doesn't he he comes in there and he demands he, you know he's a new face he's a fresh face he's not you know he's not related to anything that happened before uh to, to the mess before so he can kind of come in uh from a fresh perspective and be kind of you know be completely faultless and and everything that's happened before and and kind of help them you know, rebuild from there, and he's a very disciplined guy, he's, he's a very honest person, players like him, so I think he would be a, a good a good person like that, but there's already, a, but, but that's the thing though, I, but that's again another short-term, so, like, that, that, that's a short-term solution, that, that's not a, you know, that's not something that, that takes Napoli to the next level, Uh, yeah and that's where they want to be going yeah this is what this is what this was that this is what Ancelotti was supposed to do he was supposed to take them to the next level
1: I I feel like this is and Chloe has mentioned it on on one of the previous episodes I think this really is a case in my opinion of a cycle having been ended and they just happen to find themselves in the middle of the season when they sort of realize this, and everything points to that. So I, I, I don't think this is something that a new manager fixes. I really don't. Um, no. Speaking of, uh, I guess, having fixed themselves to at least a certain degree, Milan, they've won two in a row now. They win 3-2 to two at Bologna a week after having beaten Parma 1-0. to zero. Uh, what do you think is are they are they experiencing the Pioli high as you'd like to call it?
2: Yeah, the, this is the Pioli high. It's short but sweet, um, and we. I think they, to be honest, if you look at their fixtures, the upcoming fixtures they've got, um, I think this run could go on for quite some bit. Um, they they have Sassolo at home, which I think they'll win. Then they have um, Atala, Well, obviously Atalanta away will be the one to see if it if this is really uh, the real deal or not, because that's that's a really important game. Um, so no, I, I think they could they could continue winning one one more game, and then then it's you know then they have to show if they're the real deal against Atalanta in in, in uh, before the Christmas break. But I do think that this is this is long awaited. I think Milan are on the way up. Um, they're tenth. They shouldn't be tenth. Uh, but I think before Christmas, we'll see them around 7th. Um, and and that's that's a good sign. At least it's going in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I agree. So we'll talk a little more about some of the upcoming matches later in the week when hopefully Chloe is feeling better and we can all discuss some of the matches that are upcoming for the next match day. But real quick, the 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 most notable one, I guess I should say. Um, well, I guess there's two. If you want to count Fjord and Tina Inter, which... I don't know. Maybe in another life we would consider that a highlight, uh, a highlight match. But Fiorentina <laughs> have been so bad that we'll let Chloe speak on this later in the week. But can you believe meant,
2: that? Meant, that that could be that could be the reason she's feeling so? Yeah. So well, real. maybe.
1: Oh, well, listen, I don't think <laughs> she I'm, watched
2: Torino Fiorentina because I watched it as well. Yeah, I, I so I watched
1: it too. Um, it was. They were awful. Yeah, Fi- they were awful. Fiorentina were really, really bad. Um, they get a. They consol- so bad. Yeah, they get a consolation goal at the end, and the score line was again very flattering to Fiorentina. Uh, Torino should have had at least one more goal to their name, um, but the odd thing was, sporting director of Fiorentina, Daniele Prade, he comes out after the match and he confirms that Montella will not be sacked and that he will be on the bench for their upcoming matches against Inter and Roma. Uh, To a degree, I guess I could understand why he would do that. Chloe has mentioned that Comiso seems like a guy that doesn't really like a lot of turnover from a managerial standpoint, which uh, for a new president, uh, especially, uh, well, I shouldn't call him a foreign one because uh, he he was born in Italy. But I guess for a new president, I, I guess that seems like the pragmatic thing to do. But, I mean, Nima, this has gotten to the point where they're not only unwatchable they are getting nothing in terms of results
2: yeah and that's the weird you know that's the thing though when when you're playing well and you don't get the points that's going to come and hurt you when you're not playing well and not getting the points uh and cuz Fiorentina have been playing really well but they haven't been delivering the results. Now they're playing awfully, and they're not delivering results, and that's that's um, that's th- that's that's a that's a big problem here. And and I honestly think that this is a managerial issue. I I really don't think that Montella has what it takes uh, to to guide this new project at Fiorentina. I'm generally not a big fan of returns. Uh, Lippi's return to Juve didn't go that well. Capello's return to Milan did not go that well. Generally speaking, returns don't go that well. And so I, I really don't think Montella should have, you know, I think they should have changed. Uh, you know, I know Chloe um, isn't here, but he's standing there. He's standing there and he's, he's sitting on his vineyard and he's, uh, he's just waiting to be called. And, and I think he would do an awesome job.
1: Yeah, I think he would too. And with January looming, you could at least start constructing the team in in Spalletti's image. Now, we talk about him a lot. He's sort of a meme on this this podcast of ours, but (laughs) I I actually do believe this Fiorentina have several pieces in place to actually play like a Luciano Spalletti side. I don't think it would require a massive overhaul that you would generally expect when you bring in a new manager.
2: Absolutely, and I've said it. Uh, we've said it before on this pod that that's exactly the case. I think for his four-two-three-one, they have the pieces in place. They have the central midfield in place. They have the wingers in place. He has the fullbacks and the and the defenders in place. I think all of everything. Maybe missing is number nine, uh, but but maybe a trequartista if you want. If you really want to, uh, you know. But but I For Vlahovic,
1: think- man. I mean that guy. It, it looks like you could set the ball in front of the goal and he still won't score.
2: No, he, he just looks, he, he he doesn't look like a player, you know, he's a young player and he's a talent. But this is too much uh, too much to put on his shoulders. And that's clear that he's, he wasn't ready and he isn't ready for this challenge.
1: Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, So one of the matches that's upcoming in the match day that we'll talk about real quickly here. We'll, we'll, when Chloe's here, we can certainly dive into it more. But we have Lazio Cagliari coming that's up. That's going to be fireworks. Which is going to be <laughs> great because... Uh, Cagliari made another strong comeback against Sassuolo, Berardi, he misses a penalty, you know, I keep waiting for this other shoe to drop with Cagliari because I say to myself, my gosh, that back line, other than Pellegrini, uh, Pisacane just doesn't do it for me, I thought, listen, nobody can argue the quality in the midfield, the attack, I thought that defense would do them in, but I cannot believe how well Maran has them organized. I, I'm still stunned each time they take the pitch.
2: They look so good. That team is built to play that diamond midfield, uh, that 4-1, 4-4-4-2, but a diamond uh, midfield. It's it's so well organized. They play so well. And you have Giovanni Simeone, who works so hard defensively and never stops running uh, for the team. Uh, maybe doesn't score as much much, but, but he, he creates so much just by his work rate. and um, and then obviously that midfield with Cigarini, Clavan Rog and Nainggolan, which is brilliant. Uh, so no, it's, it's a really good, it's a really fun team to watch. And this is going to be what a match this is going to be against Lazio, who are very good attacking wise, and so are Cagliari. So this is going to leave a lot of space for both of these teams to attack. It's going to be so, so interesting. Uh, but before, but before before we go, I was just going to say the Champions League is cre- is is decided. The group stages and and all Italian teams uh, are have a chance or have qualified. You know, Inter, inter Barcelona, a Barcelona without Messi, which has been confirmed, and Atalanta can actually still go through.
1: That's interesting because Atalanta, yeah. we were talking about after their, I, I believe it was after the second. Uh, match in the group stage we were we were discussing if they were actually punting it to try and finish in the top four again um but no they're actually back in this now they are
2: and and think about it I mean they 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 play away against Shakhtar Donetsk um and City play against Dinamo Zagreb which basically means that as long as Manchester City don't lose and Atalanta win Atalanta will go through
1: that would be something if we could see all of the Italian teams go through. Um, and I, it would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, and even uh, listen even in the Europa League, I think it's important. Um, I believe only lazio are the ones who look like they they won't progress Roma they have they have qualification in their hands. so I, I that's not something I think we have to worry about. Uh, they're going against Wolfsburg. no,
2: but Torino but Torino screwed
1: it up. Oh, you're right, you're Sunday. right. I forgot about Torino. Well, it's Mazzarri, I, I mean.
2: <laughs> or Katsari like, as you call uh, <laughs> Well, we're trying to keep I, this family... I love the fact that he- <laughs> Yeah, we're trying
1: to keep this family friendly, so I don't want to keep... Yeah, I, I won't mention the, the the alternate ego we have given to uh, on social media from <laughs> Mazzarri, but... Um, even if you know basic level Italian, you can sort of connect the dots. But, um, it's so good. It is good.
2: It's the best nickname for him. Well, it fits him perfectly. Creating. Anybody who knows yes, him
1: he uh, has heard him speak. It, it <laughs> all makes sense. So um, that's where we will end it. We will be back later in the week. As always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, bye-bye.